Hello and welcome to Take Note, a podcast about paying attention and keeping an notebook. I am Adam. I am here with my co-host, Ted. Hello. How are you doing, I'm Ted? I'm great. How are you? I am also great, I will say, for the sake of the show. <laughs> um, I'm great. I'm great. You know what I think about often, Ted, before I get to our signature segment, What Do You Got? Yeah. I think about the fact that on the show... I am the more cynical person, and you are the more optimistic person. But in real life, especially lately, if we talk outside the show, I think you are the more cynical person, and I'm the more optimistic person. Although, as I say these words, I can only think about examples in which I am more cynical than you. So maybe I'm full of it. What do you think? I feel pretty good about that, I have to say. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just stacking the deck. I'm just putting my finger yeah. on the scales there. And that is why our signature segment is not called What Do You Think? It's called What Do You Got? And so, Ted, what have you written in your notebook this week? Well, sir, um, writing in my... I moved over to a traveler's notebook. I finished up that Leuchtturm uh, hardbound pocket notebook I was using. I've moved on to a soft and supple uh, passport-sized traveler's notebook with some li- a, a lined notebook insert. Enjoying it greatly. Nice. Um, I wrote, this is a quote in a slurred, drunken, uh, Irish accent. Christ, I'm good at singing in time to strange rhythms, unquote, (laughs) which was, uh, spoken by Shane McGowan, the lead singer of the, the Pogues, the Irish punk band. Uh, that I've I've gone into a rabbit hole listening to them and watching lots of Shane McGowan videos. Brilliant songwriter, uh, pr- pretty hapless alcoholic for a long time. Um, so just kind of a tr- train wreck in every bit of uh, media you can find him in. But nevertheless, renowned, renowned singer and songwriter. He was uh, he, he uttered these words while he was. Uh, listening to a recording of himself from his younger days singing uh, singing uh, from something listening to the album Hell's Ditch so he he was commenting on himself Hmm. I I saw a documentary about him once at a movie theater in Alston, Massachusetts on Harvard Ave that I think had become a second-run theater and kind of an art theater and also in like an Indian, a Bollywood theater. They sold samosas in the lobby. Huh. And I just, I remember the, the film being very one Like, there's not a lot of yeah. excitement and joy in the life of Shane McGowan. That's consistent with uh, with almost everything I, I saw of him. Right. A few right. exceptions, you know, Bruce Springsteen said of him very recently when the rest of us are dead and gone and forgotten shane mcgowan's songs will still be sung um and he also was honored recently you know by bono and and the the prime minister of ireland so he there's this he's beloved but yeah yeah really he's beloved but he's never going to appreciate that at least as of like 15 or 20 years ago. I thought maybe things have changed. 
he he's he's still hanging in there uh but it's uh, at this point it's it's not even being inebriated i think it's just the damage he's done to his brain that achieves a similar effect and there's right. you know there's a real this was the rabbit hole i was in but there's a fascination with you kind of just think well eventually i have to see an interview with him sober they, it has to exist somewhere right <laughs> and it, it pretty regularly would defy those odds. Um, but I think it's almost like there was a search for that. When I think in reality, his music is is the, the pinhole light shining through. Because, um, I mean, they, you know, they're just, just expertly crafted songs and they're political and personal and timeless and, and urgent and amazing music um that's fun to sing on a guitar as well um but it, i mean yeah quite an quite a figure what do you got adam um <laughs> well i have written this down in my united states of letterpress notebook nice she just looks so handsome it does this is the one actually this is the one by Star-shaped press out of Chicago, which looks like, like an old like a village downtown sort of street. It's really nice. Cool. Um, like some very clever, intricate letter pressing going on in this one. Check it out. Do those um, have? So I wrote, do those have like a indentation on them, kind of thing, where like you can see where it's pressed. Is it to that point? Uh, you, yeah, yes, but barely, yeah, kind of. Still cool. So it doesn't go through to the through the cover. At least not on this one, maybe because it is so, um, yeah, you can feel a little texture. That's yeah. cool. Yep. I wrote... That's how. That's also how I describe you. You can feel a little texture in there. That's how you describe me? Mm -hmm. Thank you. I wrote, uh, school begins with, quote, a moment of silence in which the teachers play a YouTube video called Silent Reflection, which features <laughs> light string music. <laughs> There's a lot, you know, there's a lot wrong with them, eSchool, but this one, this one took the cake. A bridge too far. Yep. I said, I said to my son, I said, uh, this is every day. He said, yep. I'm, well, I'm enjoying the mental picture of you seeing the title of the video, hearing the strings kick up and just looking around, doing like Jim from the office, just looking around like, are you, are you seeing this? Are you silent? <laughs> It says silent. Yeah. That's not silent. Anyone who's with me? You know, I I started thinking about it, and I wonder. I I don't. I doubt that it's the entire middle school that is watching this silent reflection video. And then I think about it more, and I doubt it's the entire sixth grade watching this silent reflection video. So then I think it's just this teacher. And then you, you what you really want to do if you're me is like um you want to send an email and it's like i think it's great that you're have a moment of silence at the beginning of class um you should you should have a moment of silence you know the way they do in europe where a moment of silence is real silence it's um silence uh there, no one is making a sound no one is typing a key and make it really last like like the catholics do like a, let's have a one minute moment of silence like i just really want to double down on this hmm. Like, if, if the teacher thinks a moment of silence is important, uh, I would like her to, like, really embrace a real moment of silence. Or 
just to have to reckon with my silly suggestions. Yeah, and I, and I, and I'm the cynical one. Yeah, but I would never do it. Just to bring that for the show. What do you got, Ted? <laughs> uh, so I was on a Zoom call with a with the. What's that? What's a Zoom call? It's a it, it, it's a video graphical telephony technology. Okay. But uh, it was a, it was. Seems a, like that would be useful in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. I'm on it. I I'm on it at least every week. Huh. Um, I was. This was a. This was a off the clock, uh, baseball related uh, organization that I recently rejoined. My local chapter, which I'm excited about. Um, it's uh, lots of old dudes on Zoom at the moment. Usually it's lots of old dudes at the spaghetti warehouse. Nowadays it's lots <laughs> of old dudes on Zoom. And uh, something happens every meeting that just, just tickles me uh, that, that is the result of just old dudes being on Zoom. Two to three of these fellers just nod off mid-meeting. Um, <laughs> but this, this, this one guy really captured my attention um, I wrote down, I just really wrote down like a list of characteristics, basically. Uh, big, white, Hemingway-style beard. Sleeveless shirt with uh, with hairy arms, hairy shoulders sticking out. Uh, wearing two pairs of glasses. <laughs> some sort of configuration where, you know, one pair of glasses and then over that a, just a, a full 80s, you know, like gigantic uh square glasses on top of the original pair blue headband um he munched furiously on something at one point he just started much just uh pitching the food into his mouth over and over just a, this rhythmic pattern where it's almost you can't tell what the food is because it's moving so quickly and you can't it seems almost improbable that he could grab it and toss it in the short amount of in the short intervals that he's allowed himself. And the piece de la resistance was that his Zoom camera, somehow in a in a manner that I wouldn't be able to do if I tried, uh, every thirty seconds or so would just completely zoom, fully zoom in. <laughs> and he had some baseball bobblehead dolls behind him, and at one point the camera was fully zoomed in totally pixelated on these two bobblehead dolls with it just a hint of hairy shoulder on the side of the view then zoom <laughs> slowly zooms back out again to the full view 30 seconds later zooms back in happened for the entire meeting uh, all of this by the way is is a f complete and full endorsement of going to zoom meetings with uh with organizations in your in your leisure time as i do two and a half hours that one went enjoyed every minute of it wow At, what time does that two and a half hour meeting start seven o'clock so Fantastic. i i say to my life partner i've got my baseball meeting and she says i understand and then i disappear wow. <laughs> all right what do you got adam uh i have I, so i've got a couple of notes on my notepad, uh, on my, not a notepad, what do they call this? They call it an iPad. Um, 
I, I mean, I, I call it a notepad. I, Most people call it an iPad. <laughs> I um, I I lost my notebook as I do a Wait, lot these your days. Your notepad? Oh God, your notebook. Oh, thank God. I um, I I find it very strange that uh, I keep losing the notebook even though I don't go anywhere. But um, so I, I have two notes here, and the first one is um, do you call it a fountain pen? Which is what a um, uh, British man I was talking to said to me. I have sent thirty people who spoke at a online conference with or without hairy arms a. Uh, <laughs> A Lamy Vista pen as a thank you gift because it's affordable and um, not too big to mail. And so British man thanked me for the fountain pen and then said, do you call it a fountain pen? Which I loved because uh, <laughs> there are different names for everything. I've been listening to um, a lot of British radio talking about the two-jab vaccine instead of the two-shot vaccine. <laughs> and there's so many things that translate in different ways and you would just you would expect that fountain pen yep. would not uh translate into fountain pen across the atlantic yeah. um, it's true but it does and we know it does because uh we we listen to uh british pen podcast hosts as well Fair. but i wouldn't have thought of it if this guy didn't say it to me and then the other notebook the other note that i have uh, i i have a big bold thing that says notebook which is why I keep saying notebook instead of every other word. <laughs> the, the other, because uh, all these notes are listed under missing notebook. The other note that I have is found notebook while looking for AirPod, which which I just loved. My uh, five-year-old as a prank decided to pull the AirPod out of his mother's ear. It bounced off a wall and we thought under a bed. We spent 30 minutes just digging all these great things out from under the bed, every issue of the New York Review of Books, <laughs> uh, book of short stories I was really enjoyed a few months ago, um, every you know enough dust bunnies to I don't know make a fur coat, um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we did not find the AirPod, but I did find my um, day game notebook which I was using in August, and it went missing after a few days. So I can move back on to that well, one. That's a I nice loved... one too. Yeah, it is. I was upset that I lost it. I lost it very quickly. Um, <laughs> I thought that I had my notes on dazed and confused in it for the next link later side note if it ever happens, but I don't. That's not where it is. But I love the idea that we were looking for this um, expensive piece of tiny technology, and instead I found this little notebook that you know I was upset it was gone, but it you know. No, no harm, no foul. I just picked up a new notebook. We did find the uh, the AirPod. The aerodynamics of the AirPod led it to bounce off the wall and not under the bed, but on top of the bed. So, turn the turn the room upside down. I found the day game notebook. I'm trying, it was worth it in the end. I'm trying to imagine the physics of him yanking it out of an ear and then it hitting a wall. Is it a pull and release in a single motion? You know, I, there may have been some jerking. I don't know if you've seen the movie JFK, but I think it was like a back into the left kind of thing. And then I don't know what happened there, but uh, Jennifer and I were convinced that we both saw it go under the bed. Yeah. But we were wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, said it all along. Say it again. Stationary. Uh, it's got to be the least expensive hobby you can get into. Absolutely. So I learned uh, via social media by which I mean the uh, the social media account on Twitter that you and I share without tagging 
any of our tweets with our name. Uh, Why would we do that? That you have to a, clarify. You came up. With, you 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 did a little innovating with a black wing pencil I, eraser. Would you walk us through that? I, I did. You know, I saw I saw a discussion online that in our world, I think we see a lot. Our stationary world, which is, uh, what do you do with your Blackwing erasers once you use like one fifth of them, and they're no longer usable? Um, which is confusing to me how they haven't come up with a different design. I, mean, I like Blackwing pencils, but really every time I've used that much eraser, it does seem indefensible. Um, and so people talk about things. And one of the things that I've seen recommended before often is you like roll up a piece of paper yes. into a cylinder into a tight cylinder That's and then put that on yep. and it occurred to me you take one of your other you know four fifths remaining blackwing pencils and you pull it out of that pencil and you take a pocket knife and you cut that pencil like you cut a third off that pencil mm-hmm. and jam it in the bottom eraser. of the other low pencil yeah you ju- yeah you cut off a third of that eraser jam it in the bottom of the other low eraser and it just keeps it going. I love it. Yeah, I was very excited. Well, about and that it's idea. you know the 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 paper trick sort of works fine, but it's kind of like crawling around under your bed with all the dust bunnies. It's it's not a uh, it's not a slick solution. It's kind of messy and ugly. Right, and that paper does the paper will compress no matter how tightly you've kind of, you can only fold a piece of paper in half. You know, 128 times if you're me. Um, I mean, that's just science. Right. Right. But in, so, with yes, that eraser, I, I, you don't even want to fold that thing once. It's the right size already. Nope. nope. You want to cut it. You want to put the knife away. Don't leave the knife out for nope. your kids. No. Nope. That's my suggestion. Don't put it in your ear either where they're going to come and just try and grab it out. And next thing you know, nope. that thing's <laughs> sticking in the wall, vibrating. Then you're digging under the... Yeah, you're, you're like digging under the... Uh, and did a bed for a little third of an eraser. But yeah, it's not a perfect solution because then you've got one pencil that has no eraser. No. But in a way, you, you started with two pencils with no eraser. So <laughs> it's an improvement. I like it a lot. Uh, so I partook of uh, what I found to be a pretty interesting exercise uh, a couple weeks ago now. Um, I got it in my head and i at this point can't even remember why to make a playlist on spotify which okay it doesn't sound like anything interesting but i i actually what i wanted to make was like a mixtape and right you know go back to the old school mentality where you were working with a more limited medium you know a cd or a tape and you had to make a number of of choices about the songs that you were going to put on there with some understanding that someone was going to listen to them in sequence. And it just became an intriguing idea to me because I think, you know, the way I do Spotify now is I will make a a new playlist for the season and essentially just toss anything interesting sounding in there, you know, things I don't want to forget about, old songs that I just some like, excited about for whatever reason now and it just becomes a big shuffle and and it's fun and i i like that and it's it's kind of a survival of the fittest thing where if a song spins a few times and i realize i don't like it that much i'll delete it and so it ends up kind of concentrating into a really good set of songs for me but i wanted to do something different 
and something that felt more temporal, like to really kind of capture that particular moment. And I think this may have been the day after, uh, probably the day after Biden was announced the winner, which, uh, apologies to all of our alt-right listeners, but, um, I was pretty enthused about that. Still am. Um, so I, I had a, my, my vibe was like optimistic, but weary. And so I started to build a playlist around that, around that feeling and walking people through, um, kind of a sequence of songs. So it was, it was just, it's a fun thing to, you know, figure out where you want to start with a playlist, you know, what vibe you want from the first song. And the one I, you know, one I started with was this band, The Front Bottoms, this song called Fairbanks, Alaska, where it's about being at, being at a bar in Fairbanks, Alaska, and the northern lights uh, start flickering in the sky and everybody pours out into the streets and they all just kind of share this euphoric moment. Um, and then he, the, the singer goes on to complain about now that he has to have surgery, you know, what happened to that feeling? Kind of like a very, just a really nice kind of tone song for where I was at. I won't go through every song, but that was, that one kicking it off was like a perfect kickoff for exactly where I was. So, so I, I'm going to ask questions about this because I feel like this is a skill that I maybe used to have making yeah. a mixtape, yeah. like 15 ish years ago, mm-hmm. that I have lost. And every any time I try to, and I try often on Spotify, I I don't think they're anywhere as listenable as uh, this one in particular was. So you you had this. Do you think you were conscious of trying to find something that fit that mood, or do you think that this song? fit that mood and you were like what if i make a playlist that starts with this song and kind of gets me where yeah the fairbanks alaska gets me i i i can't say but i think it was probably a combination i've been listening to that song a lot and having a feeling kind of this optimistic cautiously optimistic feeling when i listened to it so it was rattling around in my head um, that is probably the only song on the playlist that actually had that sort of overt association. Mm-hmm. So I think it was inevitable probably that, that I don't know if that spurred me wanting to make the playlist or if that was just right there waiting for me when I decided to do it. Yeah. I should have written down and maybe I did, um, why I wanted to make the playlist, but I can't even remember. Um, uh, but once I started yeah, it it was certainly an old muscle. Um, it's not something I've done in probably 15 or 20 years. I've had good success. Like, I'm pretty sure I was pretty good at it, you know, in terms of making CDs for friends. I used to do a college radio show, and I, would make, I made kind of like mixes that would come out of that and made a bunch and sent them off to friends. And um, that was always pretty successful. So I know it was something I was capable of, at least among people I knew. Um, but it definitely was an old muscle and to really listen through a whole song and think about where it starts and where it ends. And I know DJs, uh, I don't even, I'm going to pretend like DJing doesn't exist for the purposes of this conversation because anybody who fancies themselves a DJ probably thinks about this stuff all the time. For me, it, it felt fresh or whatever. 
Um, yeah. But to, to, to listen through a song all the way, remember how it ends, and then be aware of how the next song begins so that you're even thinking about that flow of things, was uh, it was a way to slow down and think about these songs more carefully which I just think is lacking in the Spotify universe. You know, you, for as much music as I listen to and enjoy, um, I don't necessarily sort of get to know particular albums like really, really well. I, I think it's really, I mean, it's it absolutely is Spotify, but it's also um, the Shuffle universe. Like as soon as Shuffle was created, yeah. that that's, I mean, not... Yeah. yeah, as soon as that was created, that started just going away. That's well, it. Um, and yeah, it's a, it changes the constraint. What I find myself trying to do is I just even just try to capture the songs that I liked yep. in a month, but never, just sort of so I don't lose them. But never anymore do I really have the time to do like any sort of curation. Or when I do, it turns gimmicky. So like, yeah, yeah. I thought I'd, I thought I had a, I I had one called, feeling good again which I just wanted to find songs that made me feel like that Robert Olkin song, Feeling Good Again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was only three songs, right? I only got to three songs of like that. And then I made one called Solitary. This was all like early early quarantine uh, playlists. But I think with that Solitary one, like I just, um, it was like gimmicky, you know? Like yeah. I don't know at what point it was, a, at some point it was maybe sincere, like what are good songs about, you know, being alone or being around. And then it just turned into uh, like gimmicks. I will say that I I didn't hold myself to the standard I set with the first song where it would, you know, I didn't try to make it that, so that each song uh, held that perfect, you know, balance right. of, of optimism and, and fatigue. I gave, I, I let myself uh, wander into the territory of songs that I have really liked and that I just thought were great songs um that were well represented and i i tried to i mean they are definitely all in a generally in a genre there's not like a you know 70s funk song that jumps out i mean i'm i'm definitely maintaining a tone but i didn't actually Mm -hmm. try and have each song hit a theme i think that does get a little rough right quickly and i you know i found myself it, it what i think was almost the most interesting was a song that i you know it's like i i have 12 songs i basically i basically said i'll do 12 songs i'll pretend like this is a cd that holds 12 songs and uh so i actually had to make choices about taking out a song you know that put me over the limit even though i loved it but also i found that you know when i when i put some songs next to each other you know I put enough time and thought into it to realize this song that I love right now just doesn't fit on this playlist. It doesn't right. fit in this progression. And that was really fun. I mean, that was fun in the way that any kind of creative endeavor uh, for for just your own personal kind of meditative satisfaction, you know, it was it was an enjoyable thing to do if nobody but me ever listens to it. Um, cause I think to just push yourself and challenge yourself to focus on something, something like that, you know, um, a little experience or a little aesthetic, uh, shaping of things, 
um, outside of, you know, kind of the normal passive way we tend to take in media at this point, it really was kind of empowering and satisfying and enjoyable. It, it really is weird to think that this was, uh, I looked it up while we were talking and the last good mix CD I made, maybe the only mix CD I made that was good was in 2005. And, and I, I did create a playlist of it on Spotify, but it is really interesting to think that, um, that, that that's like a skill that with all this music we've lost, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was just reflecting a little bit and like, think about, you'd make a mix CD and you take a Sharpie and scribble some dumb name on it for that mix. Right. And someone would take that mix and throw it in their CD sleeve and they might look at that name for the next eight years. Right. Like, you know, uh, turtles, turtles fly on wings of baloney. You might read turtles fly on wings of baloney every time you <laughs> flip through your CDs through all of your college experience. There's something special about that too. And it's almost got that kind of zine um, analog you know, creative, fun, you're not doing it for anything other than just you and your friends, um, which doesn't translate to Spotify necessarily. This is only some, this is some like simulation. This is like virtual reality version of that. Um, but that spirit well, of it is... Spotify, instead of like you giving things to people... People are like snooping on you. Today, <laughs> today I saw um, yep. uh, one of Jennifer's college friends was listening to Christmas songs already, <laughs> and I wanted to, for the first time in a couple of years, uh, re- reach out to her and say, "Hey, I I know you're in Canada, but you really you you ought to wait until after American Thanksgiving to start this Christmas songs." <laughs> Um, and then I, I real I mean, like I really just wanted to make the joke, but then uh, that's going to creep someone out. Whether they're going to laugh because oh, yeah. it's a great joke, but um, <laughs> but you, you, that's going to creep someone your out. Point is really interesting in that it's this passive observation as opposed to that sharing, that giving uh, feeling that comes came from or comes from making a mixed CD or a mixtape. Like my, um, actually my most successful mixtape was, uh, my, my, in high school, my buddy was about to go on a road trip with another friend of his that I didn't know that well. So I made them a tape that was just packed to the gills. Like I, 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 I think I got like 20 songs on there somehow. I, you know, I was writing super tiny on the, on the, um, tape, case and uh john prine's um lake marie is the only song i remember being on there he he might i should ask him again to tell me if he can remember what's on there but uh when they got back from this road trip out to like seattle or the west coast or something um he was telling me you know me and my friend like really were driving each other crazy at a certain point we were just like totally at odds like going nuts trapped in this car you know like fiascos happening and there were times when they like wouldn't speak but they just listened to this mixtape that i made them just over and over and over nice and it just was this 
I think like when when my friend told his friend like, oh, hey, this is this guy who made the mixtape. He, he was just like, oh, my God, thank you so much. That was amazing. <laughs> and I, it, I was like almost struck by what a what a role in their adventure the uh, the mixtape had played. He saved their life. Is that too much? What? <laughs> Let's do this again next week, Adam. What do you say? Yeah, all right. Sounds good. <laughs> Check us out uh, on our website, takenote.space. You can sign up for our newsletter. Maybe we'll send one of those out in the next six months or so. We waiting on a we vaccine really, to send out we the were next on a newsletter. Roll. Well, I've been working on the vaccine. Okay, for the folks, <laughs> anybody, you know, come at me that we haven't uh, we haven't sent out a newsletter. I'm working on a vaccine. Okay, uh, you can find us on Twitter, where where we we've been known to tweet uh, multiple times, even in one day. Uh, Twitter.com/slash/take note pod and take care.